Church, and welcome again to another episode of Native New Life. We've entitled this episode, When the Rocks Cry Out. What you're about to see is not only exciting, but stunning. And beyond your imagination, it can strengthen your faith in God and trust in His Word. Come with me as I walk through these canyons and valleys in search of valuable spiritual treasures. You see, it's here, centuries ago, that our ancestors and our spiritual forefathers attempted to pass on the stories of the origin of man and about the great love and care of our Creator God. They wanted not only their children to always remember these things, but they wanted the whole world to learn about these eternal truths. That's why today we find these petroglyphs and messages written on stone, like billboards placed in strategic places where many travelers and passers-by will be reminded that God is true and worthy of our trust. Welcome to one of the greatest illustrations of recorded history by our native people for generations to come. Over 700 years ago before white men ever set foot in this country, these illustrations that you see written on these walls in rock so that they will never be forgotten are there for our admonition today. Here's something very interesting, a rainbow and animals. What does that remind you of? And we find animals from all over the world here. How did our native people know about that? If you look up here to the left, you'll see animals like crocodiles, hippopotamuses. You look over here and you see a gazelle like we see and understand to be in Africa only. And then, if you follow me over here, you'll see the rhinoceros with his horn on his nose. 
all these things you see were brought forth by the Creator. If you look up here, you'll see the Creator who created the world in six days and rested on the seventh. As you can see, God has always revealed His plan, His love for man, His plan for the future to every kindred, tribe, and nation even before we knew about the Bible as we see it today. I'm glad that we have a God that loves us like this, aren't you? And now I welcome you to Boise State University in Boise, Idaho. Here we find what many consider to be the foremost authority on native petroglyphs and artifacts. One of the heads of the geology department is a lady by the name of Coyote Short. You have met her before in one of our previous episodes of Native New Life. What she has to say to us will be a tremendous blessing to you. To introduce Coyote, I have asked Brent Carter, who has held for many years the official post of the United States Chief Geologist in directing artifacts preservation. Brent has been largely responsible for the Idaho State protection of these petroglyphs we see here today. My name is Brent Carter, and I was Chief Geologist, U.S. Bureau of Reclamation. I retired some years back. And uh, Coyote Short here on my right, she is the last in her line of, of, of absorbing the knowledge, the ancient knowledge from her grandmother uh, Raven on the Paiute side and her grandmother Haley on the um, Hodok side. She uh, loves to speak with kids, with students, with teachers, with older people and share the message that is on these petroglyphs like what is behind us here. Coyote does an excellent job at actually telling them it's actually real, it's documented on rock, and it's documented in scripture. Well, Coyote, it's such a thrill to be here in this sacred place. You know, we've come over 40 miles and across pastures, cow pastures, down canyons, down the river, on a trail hiking, just to get here. I know this place means a lot to you. Now you're a professor of geology. What does a geologist do? Well, they not only do they study rocks of the magnifying glass, they study the composition and the way they're deposited in the canyon, and they tell the environment in which the canyon represents. Geology has many different disciplines wrapped up in it. Archaeology, geoarchaeology, astronomy, and even timekeeping. Coyote, show us here and show our people what we can learn from the rocks of old. People often wonder how we scientifically arrive at the dates of rocks. How do we know the age of the petroglyph? How do we know the age of the work on the rocks? First thing, we note the depth of the petroglyph has a specific composition. Over time, 
The surface of the rock and the petroglyph collect iron and other silica minerals that come and migrate through the rock and deposit on the rock slowly over time in a direct way and a, and a very uh, evenly uh, gauged way you can determine how long it took for this patina to develop. Another idea of time is you can see how much lichen has grown on here. There's, you see this uh, collection of lichen growth here. This takes a specific set of time. This time you can see specific uh, growths and patterns of this lichen tells you specifically how long this took for this to grow. This caliche on the other rocks that you see white around here takes a specific time to collect. These are our clocks that are relative, not completely accurate, but they're relative enough that they can be trusted to date these petroglyphs. And they're well within our Bible times. They're well within the story of creation and the flood and our young earth. These are not millions of years old. These are but thousands of years old. These are true records and true rates of time that we can document scientifically. Here is a boulder that records our story we carried for many, many years about our law written in stone, the Ten Commandments. The natives carried this story for a very, very long time, unsullied by history of all around the world around them. They carried it in isolation, unsullied by time. They carried it in perfection and labeled all of these parts as the camp they took here. They took this camp in the readings and the tally of the days in which the Ten Commandments were given. Because this rock is the first rock that's coming into the canyon, this is the first rock you meet. When the children of Israel came through the canyons and lands of the great big desert in the old world, the first rock they came to was a holy mountain. This is the first rock they came to and they put the story of our Ten Commandments and the days they stayed in camp around the, the mountain, the sacred mountain, when Moses went up on the mountain to take the law. Here is what happened. Well, when Moses was away, they kept all the track. Moses has been gone a long, long time. See all these time tallies here? And see all these time tallies over here? They got worried. They got so worried, they began to worry really seriously. So they built a monster golden calf and here he is and then they sat there and there's a camp right here this is where the children of Israel camped and they got worried and more worried and more worried and finally Moses came down and he saw them he was just dumbfounded he threw the Ten Commandments down and here they are broken here they are and here's where the calf was, and this is where they kept the time, and this is where we were camped. This is our story in stone about the Ten Commandments. This is the first rock you meet when you come into this canyon, and this is our story. 
of how we carry the Ten Commandments. God put in the Ten Commandments another portion that proved to him that he loved us. What he did is he put his seal of approval that he made this place in the Fourth Commandment. He showed that he loved us. He put his signature on the Ten Commandments, the Fourth Commandment. And the Fourth Commandment shows that he made this place, he owns this place, and he guides us through the world. This is our story. Now see the patterns in the stones? These are rings. Each one of these rings represent one day. One, two, three, four, five, six. This is six days of creation. When God rested, he set one day apart. He blessed it and sanctified it. And he set it apart, and here it is, set apart from the rest of the week. These are the days of creation. This is our creation story stone. And this tells us when the Sabbath was first invented. And this is our real point of where we connect this rock to the rock yonder here. The one with the Ten Commandments that has the Fourth Commandment in it. Here is that Fourth Commandment he invented right here. And here's the days of creation right along here. You can count them. All six days of creation. God created all of the heaven and earth in six days and rested on the seventh. The Sabbath was carried in our hearts and the days of creation and the story of creation was carried in our hearts for very many millennia. And so we have this story solidly here recorded. This is the days of creation and this is Sabbath. This is a set apart for us. These are solid days carried traditionally by all Native Americans in this valley. Every one of the tribes has a little part of this, by the way and we record it here and there on the rocks in Idaho. Isn't it just great that God remembered us natives and gave us this story to guide us and protect us through the times of years, the knowing when we have a creator that he will protect us through the times and that we have his signature of creation here. Our natives were blessed here. We have the Sabbath that will protect us and guide us and show who protects us and who's the author of this universe. Here is our author's story right here. Thank you so much for bringing us out here. These stories on these rocks are so inspiring, knowing that God had led his people, our native people, years before the white man ever came. They knew God's plan for their life. But you know, there is another story that I'd like my friends and people who see this to hear. And that's the story of the red record. What is a red record? Well, the red record is a document. 
and the Lemney Indians, better known as the Delaware Indians, were among the oldest and the most meticulous recorders of all of the Indian nations in North America. And the Lord has a way of documenting his truth. And in the early 1800s, a uh, doctor obtained this fantastic document from the Delaware Indians. And what made it so fantastic is it was of their record of actually migrating from the Middle East over the Bering Strait down into uh, North America. And it actually parallels the scripture is, is what, so, what was so fantastic about it. It actually talked about creation. It talked about the fall. It talked about the flood. And, and then it went further and documented the migration patterns of the early Native Americans as they came across and hit the North American continent and then migrated to the east, they migrated to the south, they migrated to the west. And this is all documented that way. So it's a fantastic document that uh, has been handed down to us. Uh, one of the exciting things about the Red Record as you delve through it are the little scientific tidbits that are there that you wouldn't think would be in a, in a document put together by Native Americans. One especially is the mystery of why are there millions of woolly mammoths entombed in the tundra of northern Canada and Siberia. And it explains what was going on at that time and the climate because of the warmer floodwaters, it was not that cold up in that area of Siberia and the, uh, the area of the Straits. So that, uh, and they knew this because they were there at that time. The Red Record is not just a type of a normal document. This is an accredited document that has been shown uh, to be factual. And the Smithsonian Institute did studies on it in the later 1800s. And there's been other scientists who have looked at it and they have been very acclaimed at how the Native Americans documented these things in their way of the, the actual symbols that they used in their, uh, the actual red record was actually placed on large pieces of actually bark with certain symbols. And these symbols were very uh, actually graphic. They explained things very well. Uh, another point of the historical documentation is of course, after the Tower of Babel in scripture, the people were scattered. The Lord scattered the people throughout the earth. The Red Record documents how the people came from the east, from central uh, east of Asia, and came out through the straits 
of Bering and then down into the Americas, all the way down to the point of South uh, America. And this is all documented very well. And of course, this has been substantiated by your paleoanthropologist and archeologist documenting all aspects of campsites and migration patterns. Wow, what a wonderful journey this episode has taken us on. Seeing that great rock panel petroglyph of the flood drawn by our spiritual forefathers and then visiting with Professor Coyote Short, who took us to petroglyphs, which showed that our ancestors knew the Ten Commandments and cherished them. Even the Fourth Commandment, the Sabbath, that God has designed to keep them, as well as us, close to Him. These petroglyphs reminds me of the words of Jesus. He said, I tell you, should my messengers keep silent, my father would immediately have the stones cry out. And to see these rocks today and the messages that they give to us is truly inspiring. The Book of Heaven says, faith in God comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And this is what our young people are looking for today, something that they can depend on. And if you're one of those young people, my friend, you can trust God's word. And then our conversation with our nation's chief geologist, Brent Carter, who told us about the Red Record. This was the ancient history of the Delaware people who tell about the migration of our people after the Tower of Babel to where we are now. It's amazing to see how our historical native writings parallel the Bible writings. It tells us that God is no respecter of persons when it comes to revealing His love and His will for our lives. And this took place centuries and centuries before the white man ever set foot in our land. Jesus said, He is our friend. And what this really means is that we can trust Him. And when you have a friend that you can trust, it's easy to open yourself to them. The Lord, He is our friend. It's easy to open ourselves to Him to where He can change us and save us. I hope that you have been blessed by this episode of Native New Life as much as I have. And so, until we meet again, let only the Good Spirit guide you.